0: Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Two men, 15
1: minutes, eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. It's Monday. We're kicking off a new week. It's June 27th, the year of our Lord 2022. Yes, it is. And we are on Text Talk. (laughs) (laughs) Continuing our look in Hebrews. That's exactly right. Hebrews chapter 9.
0: Walking through this book that has... Talk to us about our priest, mm-hmm. the covenant, mm-hmm. better sacrifices. Uh, we're going to be talking about better promises, better possessions. We're gonna be talking about the fact that we've got a better priest. All of this designed to show that the covenant that we are in under Christ is where we need to be yes. and where we need to stay. Yes. We don't want to be lured away from that Mm-mm. by the first covenant, the mm-hmm. old covenant. We want to stick with
1: the covenant that has come to us by the blood and sacrifice of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. And you can always email us your thoughts. Text talk at Text talk at As we jump into Hebrews 9, what's our reading today, Edwin? I want to read verses
0: 1 through 5. I will be reading from the English Standard Version. Now, even the first covenant had regulations for worship and an earthly place of holiness. For a tent was prepared, the first section, in which were the lampstand and the table and the bread of the presence. It is called the holy place. Behind the second curtain was a second section called the Most Holy Place, having the golden altar of incense and the Ark of the Covenant covered on all sides with gold, in which was a golden urn holding the manna and Aaron's staff that budded in the tablets of the covenant. Above it were the cherubim of glory, overshadowing the mercy seat
1: of these things we cannot now speak in detail. Just to back up a little bit where we left off in our last episode at the end of Hebrews chapter 8... He was talking about a change in covenant. It says, uh, in that he says, a new covenant. He has made the first obsolete. Now, what is becoming obsolete and growing old is ready to vanish away. But instead of saying good riddance, uh, he goes back in to talk more about the features of worship in that first covenant, that previous covenant. And um, so, I, I guess, in the way of teaching us about a new covenant, we have to understand or at least get some things highlighted. Out of the first covenant, and particularly out of the worship of the first covenant, this pattern that Moses followed in constructing a tabernacle. Real quick, do me a favor, Andrew. Could you read verse 1 from your New King James, please? Yeah, I'm glad to do that. Then indeed, even—there's that word even. Even, yeah. Then indeed, even the first covenant—I should say, even the first covenant— had ordinances of divine service and the earthly sanctuary. Uh, And so we've got this— Ordinances, which is the idea of regulations mm-hmm. of divine service. Yeah, uh, that word translate divine service is probably the Greek word latreo, yeah. which is where we get our word liturgy. Mm. But it is the idea that the work the priest did it it was a service. It was a work of worship. And so it was designed, it was revealed from God, this is the work of priests, this is the work of the high priest in coming to serve, excuse me, coming to serve him in worship. Then we're given all these different features, all of these different tools and instruments that they did there holy work with, their work of worship with.
0: Right. He says that they had regulations, mm-hmm. or we, we could have that as rules. Mm-hmm. The, the word there is, is also used in place to talk about righteousness, mm-hmm. and it, it's really the idea there was a righteous way to worship, which of course implies there was an unrighteous way. There was yeah. a way that you would offer worship that would not actually be right, right? By God, that would not would not be pursuing righteousness, would not be worshiping the righteous God, even though offered to the right God. So sure, there's these regulations, there's rules, there's there's procedures that you that they followed in order
1: for their worship to be righteous. To be this righteous service, yeah. You know, and and that raises uh, up an issue, or I guess, a, maybe a question in my mind: Is it possible to offer worship to God that is unrighteous. Is it possible to offer worship to God that is unacceptable?
0: I believe that's absolutely the case. In fact, you highlighted a few moments ago that word even. Mm-hmm. I, I understand that this construction is is a bit reliant upon the English language. I think literally we would have something like indeed also. Okay. Indeed also. But it's still, I think we get to the same point. So in, in an English construction, if if I were to say something like, Oh look! Even Bob likes that movie. <laughs> you know, w- w- would well, you think that it, I like? What was the old Life cereal commercials? <laughs> yes, was it Mikey? even Mikey. Even, even Mikey, Mikey likes, likes Life cereal. cereal. Yeah. that's right. You know, and so Mikey'll eat it. So, so when we hear that kind of construction, what what we're hearing, what is implied by that statement is it is the rule. Mm-hmm. It is the standard mm-hmm. that that people like that movie or like that serial, so much so that even this one person that we would think would violate the standard actually keeps the standard.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: And the, the interesting thing is that when I consider that construction today, it's it's almost as if folks, or a lot of folks today, want to say, well, now we're in this new covenant— Worship has changed and there aren't regulations. There aren't rules. There's not a righteousness. Boy, in the second covenant, as long as you just love Jesus, it doesn't matter what you do. As long as you call him Lord, it doesn't matter what you do or how you worship. But the way this is said, what it presents is, look, if there was a covenant where it wouldn't matter, it would have been that old one. But even that first one, Hmm. had regulations Hmm. of worship, which says it is the standard Hmm. when you have a covenant arrangement with God that there are going to be regulations. There's going to be a righteous way to do it, and doing it in any other way is unrighteous.
1: Well, you know, to dovetail with what you're saying there, when we back up into the eighth chapter, one of the things brought out by the Hebrew writer as he quotes Jeremiah is that this new covenant will not be like the first. right? Okay, it will be distinct. Yes. Um, But to... Understand this correctly. It doesn't mean that all features of covenants are gone. That would right. be no covenant at all. Right. It's just saying that we have a new covenant. Okay. And so uh, the, the the I guess construct of covenants still apply, mm-hmm. even though the details.
0: Are going to be different, and one of the details that's going to be different is the nature of the holy place. And so, yeah. b- because the nature of the holy place is different, because he says even this covenant has regulations for worship and yeah. an earthly holy place. Right? And then it starts it starts talking about that earthly holy place. These are the rituals, the regulations, what they had to go through to worship in that earthly holy place. But what is distinct is our holy place is in heaven, where our priest has already gone and is sitting, and he is the forerunner. We've, we've been building up on that. Now we're to talk some more about that
1: well one of the things that i appreciate here is after moses is commended we read in hebrews 8 for building everything according to the pattern yeah he gets now into details of that pattern details of this tabernacle talking about the different uh, pieces of furniture and where the priests needed to work Mm
0: -hmm. yeah One of the interesting things, I'll just toss this out, is that as the Hebrew writer talks about those earthly regulations and the way the tabernacle was supposed to be set up, he seems to get something incorrect. Oh? Because he says that in the most holy place that you have the altar of incense and the Ark of the Covenant.
1: Hmm.
0: But But the altar of incense was actually not in the most holy place, not the altar itself. Correct. Which leaves us wondering why, if this is so important about the pattern, why? Well because what he's talking about is the regulations for worship. What allowed the priest to come into the most holy place was, as that altar of incense was burning, the mm-hmm. cloud of smoke would permeate into the most holy place. Mm-hmm. And so we're dealing with a little bit of a figure of speech. It's it's the fact that even though the altar itself, the piece of furniture, mm-hmm. was in the Holy place. I gotcha. The what as it was they produced. did that service, and yes. they, they
1: burned it in the smoke and incense. That's exactly
0: right. I as see, they were I as see. they were lighting the incense, as they were burning that. The whole purpose of that was for that smoke to enter the most holy place, mm-hmm. to to come into the presence of God, yeah. to to be this incense as it was lifting up. And of course, in Revelation, this idea of incense is used to refer to the prayers Pairs. of the saints going into the yeah. holy place of God that's exactly what's going on here which gets us again back to why is the holy the, the high priest able to go into the most holy place and to offer this worship mm-hmm. because they had established the tabernacle the way it was supposed to be they had offered their sacrifices they were burning the incense properly and it was allowing them that
1: one time a year to come into the most holy place and worship god yeah. So there's an element here of this covenant where we're going to see that the priests had a role then of bringing worship into the presence of God and experiencing the presence of God in that way. The first covenant had that, had these provisions through the high priest, the sacrifices, the the instruments in the tabernacle, and so forth. In this new covenant, there's still going to be worship, isn't there? There's still going to be how do we get into the presence of God and honor him and glorify him But that'll be different in detail, won't it? That'll be different in in function. Absolutely. And of course,
0: At heart, and we'll talk more about this, I think, as the week goes on, at heart, the preparation for worship is not to build a tabernacle. Mm -hmm. It's not to have an altar, it's not to have a a mercy seat and an Ark of the Covenant. It's to be in Jesus, it's to draw near to God, Mm -hmm. as we've said in the previous chapters, to draw near to God through Jesus. As we've said in chapter two and chapter four, that we can confidently come into God's presence by the blood of Jesus. So at, at the very base, the preparations that we make are to be in Jesus. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I think as we progress beyond that, it is not only that I myself am in Jesus, that He his blood has washed my sins away, but now when I come into the presence of God, I act based on the authority yeah. of Jesus. Yeah. So for instance, going back to what Paul writes in Colossians, whatever we do in word or deed, do all in the name of the, the Lord. Lord. And if I'm supposed to do everything in the name of the Lord, doesn't that mean I should also worship in the name of the Lord? That the, yeah. that the way I'm going to worship, whether it's individually or as a congregation or with my family, that it, if I'm supposed to do everything in the name of the Lord, then when I want to praise the name of the Lord, I need to do that by his authority. Yeah. I am going to be considering regulations. I am going to be looking for patterns. I am going to be looking for what is it that God wants, because I only glorify God when I glorify God. God his way.
1: I agree with that. I I, I see in uh, in the Gospel of John chapter 4 when uh, John is recounting this conversation that Jesus had with Samaritan woman at a well, and as he's speaking to her, there is this forecasting, this foreshadowing of a new covenant, of a new way to worship uh, that's going to be different from— What was going on in Jerusalem at that temple, certainly different from anything the Samaritans were doing up on their high places on their mountain, right? Right In John chapter 4 and verse 23, "...but the hour is coming, and now is, when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth, for the Father is seeking such to worship him." God is spirit, and those who worship him must worship in spirit and in truth. The hour is coming and now is. That sounds a whole lot to me like the Hebrew writer saying, this covenant, uh, the new covenant has come and, and the old one is quickly vanishing. Yes, I think there's some great parallels there.
0: I, I know we're not getting into details about worship, whether congregation or individual. I think what I'm just wanting to for us to firm up here is that it is right, mm-hmm. it is expected that the New Testament, the, the Christians in the time that the New Testament is re- being revealed would have expected for God to provide pattern, Yeah, just as he did for the temple. We talked yes. about this in chapter 8, but for the worship, we're expecting him to to provide for us a way for us to know regulations, yes. for us to know how to yes. offer our worship to God. And I, and so I, I want us to be in the Word, keep reading the Word, keep Amen. studying, and worship God's way, not just whatever way I feel like. Because yeah. look, even the old covenant had regulations for worship.
1: Right. We'd expect that in Christ's covenant we'd expect as well. in the new. Amen. Well, like I said, we'd love to hear your thoughts uh, as you're reading the word, what you're learning from the scripture. Send us emails text talk at org, text talk at org, or jump on over to the discussion group on Facebook. Uh, we'd love to hear you and, and interact with you there. Let's have a word of prayer. Our great God and Father, thank you, Lord, for this day. Thank you, Father, for your word and for your revelation. As we're walking through the book of Hebrews, we are appreciating the better, better promises, better high priest, better covenant. And Father, as we are seeing the, the, the convergence, the teaching, Father, from Old Covenant to New Covenant. We are grateful that provision is made for us to worship you who are truly worthy, but help us, Father, to do it according to your New Covenant. And what pleases you in Christ, help us to be humble before your word and bring you what you desire, sweet-smelling aromas and pleasant offerings in our worship. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.
0: Thanks for talking about the text with us today.